The Jets have made a change at the quarterback position. What does that mean for both the short and the long term? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here. Once again, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Hope everybody was able to enjoy the company of friends and family and enjoy the football and the food and everything that comes with that. Zach Wilson, the New York Jets, the topic here on the show today. Didn't get a chance to talk about this on Wednesday when the news broke. We had already had TDN Daily in the can and published out to all of you by the time the news had hit. With the day off yesterday, had a little bit more time to think about it. So we're going to come back and talk about it here on Friday. I'm assuming most of you anticipated that at some point I would talk about it here on the show. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, game trends, matchup info, player news, all at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether that's the NFL and NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And well, it, it finally happened. The New York Jets made the decision to sit down Zach Wilson. We now know that they're going to be turning to Mike White. So we have the entire array of information at our disposal in order to talk about it here on the show today, which I certainly appreciate because I didn't want to have to speculate on who the starter was going to be, although my speculation would have been Mike White in the first place. But Zach Wilson, 20 starts into his NFL career, 20 starts into being the number two overall selection in the 2021 NFL draft, has been sat down. He's been put on the bench. He's going to be inactive for the game on Sunday, so he's not even dressing as the backup. He is taking the you-are-going-to-sit-there-and-watch-this-game approach. There is not a scenario in which he gets on the field on Sunday, and I think when you look at this, something had to happen, and I... I have a lot of takeaways. There are Jets-related takeaways. There are Zach Wilson-related takeaways, and they both impact the short and the long term. I think the easiest place for me to start where I feel comfortable starting this show today, the Jets have a head coach. The Jets have a head coach that understands situations, that understands how to talk to the media about things, understands how to handle very tumultuous, very stressful very demanding situations. Twice this season, in the midst of what is one of the best Jets seasons in recent memory, right? Let's call a spade a spade. They haven't been in the playoffs in over a decade. They haven't been relevant in longer than that. It has been a grind for the New York Jets for the last decade. And in year two of Robert Sala, this was supposed to be a building block year. This was not supposed to be a year in which the, at the time, six and three New York Jets were going up into New England with first place in the division on the line. Maybe inside that building they thought that was going to be the case, although I don't even think they they thought that far ahead. This was a team that was in the race for the AFCs. This was a team that is in a playoff race. The two things that the Jets needed to do this season were figure out what they have in Zach Wilson and play competitive football in December. Those are the two things. They just needed to be on the in-the-hunt graphics when they would throw up the playoff picture on Fox or NBC or, or NBC or CBS or whatever the case may be. They, want, they needed to be on that graphic. That was what the expectation were. Get the questions about your quarterback. Do you have the right guy with the number two overall pick? And just be in the mix. Just not be out of it already. Don't, we don't need to be in mock draft season already. Well, they flipped that on their, on their head because they were in a playoff race. They were in a division race. They were competing for a first-round home playoff matchup. That's how good this team was playing. 
And so maybe not the expectation, but that was thrusted onto Robert Sala's plate. And during that, during something that has not been accustomed to Jets fans over the last decade plus, he was given two situations that have not been fun to deal with. The Elijah Moore postgame comments that led to the trade request that led to the week of craziness with Elijah Moore and now benching Zach Wilson and he's handled both situations with great class with great leadership with great determination he has handled them with the, with a tough New York media he's handled them with the player very well it has been about as good as you can get it a plus on the report card for the way Robert Sala has handled both those situations he could have lost his locker room with either one of those situations, specifically with the Zach Wilson stuff. He could have lost the locker room by staying with Zach. He could have lost the locker room by not changing things. He could have lost the locker room by saying, nope, everything's fine, we're going we're gonna to stay with Zach Wilson. But you know what he did? He read the room. He understood what kind of defense he has. He has a championship defense. He's a good leader. He backs it up, and he understands Zach's not getting it done right now. So you know what? In order to be that leader that I say that I am, in order for my actions to speak louder than my words, you know what, Zach? You're going to take a seat for a week, if not longer. And he handled it great with the media. I'm sure he handled it great behind closed doors with both Zach and then the team at large. And the the thing that I have the most confidence in moving forward is I think the Jets have a general manager who knows what he's doing and a head coach that knows what he's doing at the same time working together, rowing the boat in the same direction for the goals of this organization. That's exciting. That gives me confidence for the long term of the Jets. Now, when we talk short term, when we talk the 2022 Jets, this throws everything into chaos. The guy who was supposed to be, all he had to be was a game manager. All he had to do was just enough. We've seen it this season. He did it against Miami. He did it against Buffalo. He had a great fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. We've seen the pockets. We've seen the flashes of if that guy's on the field, this Jets team can go very far with that defense and those skill position players that they have. You can't play the way you played the two New England games. You can't play the way you played against Green Bay. You can't play the way you played against Denver. You play that way, you're going to find yourself on the bench. And so for the New York Jets, short term, they needed to make a change because I think they felt that they have a team that is ready to make the playoffs. They have a team that is ready to shock some people in the playoffs because they're going to be tough to score against. They're going to be tough to play. If they can run the football and they can play defense, they're going to be a tough out. We cannot let this opportunity slip away. I need to back the guys that have led this team to be 6-4, and four, that have led this team to be relevant, that have led this team to be where they're at. So they make the decision to go to Mike White, and they hope that Mike White can channel more of the guy that played one time against Cincinnati than the guy that played against Buffalo and threw multiple interceptions. But as long as Mike White takes care of the football and does the little things that Zach is currently not doing, then, that, then Mike White's probably an upgrade in the short term. Long term, when we talk about Zach Wilson... I don't think the story is over here. I think Zach gets back on the field this season for the New York Jets because I don't expect Mike White to light it up. But when the Jets made a selection with the number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft and they selected Zach Wilson, the expectation was we have our franchise quarterback. Away we go. We are going to open a Super Bowl window with this guy. We're going to build the roster around him. We're going to support him in the way that Sam Darnold wasn't supported. And we are going to thrive in that environment. Well, the rest of the team thrived and got to the point where Joe Douglas and company wanted them to be just maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. And Zach's development was behind. He's a young kid. He played at BYU. That You knew there was going to be a learning curve. He got hurt his rookie season. He got hurt at the beginning of this season. His development is behind. What the Jets could not do was allow Zach Wilson's development to play out on a weekly basis on national TV for everybody to see while they had a playoff caliber, Super Bowl caliber, potentially the best defense in football, and skill position players that are open. 
I don't know if many of you are watching all 22 film on a regular basis, but if you do, there are plenty of throws in, that, in the New England game where guys are wide open. There's one in particular. You can find it on Twitter. Denzel Mims is screaming to the end zone. But Zach's in his own head, not processing things very well, and so he misses things like that. And so the Jets decide, you know what, Zach, we need to hit. And, and Robert Sala said it in his, his presser when he had the conversation about it. This, this young man needs to hit the reset button. And so that's what they're doing. They're hitting the reset button. They're not giving up on Zach. They're going to continue to work with Zach. But for right now, to balance the needs of a team that is in a win-now mode for this season in particular, they decided to sit Zach down. And I'm the biggest champion of Zach there is. You, we, we did the podcast, what was this, a couple of weeks ago now, where I said the Jets might have a Zach Wilson problem. Things haven't really gotten a ton better since that point. The Buffalo game was better. It's the best game I think I've seen him play, circumstances included. And I don't want to sit up here and say, Zach Wilson's a bust, I'm giving up on Zach, that's it, he's done. I just, there's not a lot of great examples of players coming back from something like this. And to, for it to also be in New York where now he's been benched and he's going to have to answer these questions. I'll tell, I'll tell you this, he handled the, the benching, he handled the media questions, he handled all of that much better than he did the New England game on Sunday, which kind of, I think, started a lot of this when he said he didn't let his team down. He didn't let the defense down with the way that he played. And that, I think, set this all into motion. The poor play, not taking the responsibility. Okay, you're all over the place, kid. You just don't, we're, we're, not, we're not going in the same direction right now. You're just all over the place. You're trying to get better. You're feeling the pressure of trying to help this team win. And you, you say something uncharacteristically like that. Okay, we got to hit the reset button. We got to shut things down. We got to get you going in the right direction. And co- coach took responsibility, so we got to have him in a better position to succeed. Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, said, falls on me, falls on my responsibility. Everybody was playing their part perfectly in the media availability this week when asked the questions. Zach, after getting benched, LaFleur about his role in all of this, Sal about the direction moving forward. From a coaching staff perspective, and I think the way Zach handled it, you got to give everybody a lot of credit. But when, when it comes to Zach and when it comes to moving forward, Zach just has to start doing the little things better. There are just little things that he's not doing. He's starting to get inaccurate again with the screen with the screen stuff, the short stuff. He's not taking things that are wide open, even though it looks like his eyes are already starting in that direction. It just feels as that things have gotten too fast for him and that things need to slow down. That maybe taking a week or two off and just sitting and being able to watch the game from a different vantage point and being able to just relax and hit the reset button and just be like, okay, this is rock bottom. Because there's, there's I think, a fear, fear of failure sometimes, of not wanting to make a mistake. And I think that happened in the New England game. I think Zach was so, the bye week had happened. They're coming off the emotional win against the, the, the Buffalo Bills. And he played really well in the game and bounced back from the multiple interception game, the three-pick game against New England very well, right? That was just a disaster. And then you're thinking, oh, no, they're going to play the Bills the next week. For him to come out and play that way, there was a lot of confidence going into the bye. Of okay, man, look at look at how look at how he dealt with that. Played a terrible game against New England at home, wiped the slate clean. They went out there and beat Buffalo, and he was a large part of why they were able to beat Buffalo. Made some good throws and some key moments that really helped them win the football game. And I think going into the bye week with the game plan, I think there was a hesitation on his part and a worry on his part of I can't make the mistake against this team because he had done it the other times that he had played them. And he understood the importance of the football game. And I think the weather, the wind certainly played a factor. The I think the pressure of the game played a factor. I think the pressure of the moment of we're playing for first place played a factor. And I think Zach didn't take things he normally would have taken because I think he was afraid to throw an interception, afraid to throw the mistake. And he almost threw a couple mistakes anyway, almost threw a couple picks anyway in the game. 
but I think there was that nerves of, I don't want to be the reason the team loses, so I'm not going to make a mistake. But playing scared, playing that way, I think ultimately led to him being the reason why they lost because they didn't have to do much. And so I think now being benched, about as low as you can get, right? You're the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. You're the number two overall pick. You're riding sky high. You get benched in New York during a season which your team is 6-4, and four, which your team is on a playoff run. You get benched because you're not holding up your end of the bargain because you're not playing good enough. It's probably rock bottom when it comes to being an NFL quarterback, being benched. As a young 22-year-old quarterback, it's probably rock bottom for Zach Wilson in his life. And so you hope, at least I do, that because now he has seen the ultimate failure, he's thrown all the picks in these games, but he now he has seen the ultimate failure. His decisions, his actions on the field, his play on the field led to him being benched. It can't get any worse than that. So maybe it getting as worse as it can get for him, the light bulb goes off, the switch gets flipped, and he goes, okay, that's it. That's the worst that I can play. And it frees him up a little bit when he ultimately does get back on the field for this football team. And that frees him up to be the guy that we saw at BYU, to see the guy that I saw flashes of in his rookie season. And so hopefully this hasn't been all over the place. I'm just trying to share with everybody here my thoughts and my evolution on how this has gone. Zach has not played well enough to be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. He has not played well enough to be considered the starting quarterback for the New York Jets in 2023 for the long-term solutions here. But for the short-term, making this decision and going to Mike White made a ton of sense. I said it a couple of weeks ago when they all of a sudden out of nowhere, and this piece of news maybe went under the radar for a lot of people because I think there was a lot of skepticism on who was going to be the starter when they bench Zach. But if you had been following the the Jets the way that I have, obviously as a fan, I, I do. But if you've been paying attention, a couple of weeks ago they did a very weird thing. Out of nowhere, Joe Flacco was no longer the number two. Joe Flacco was no longer active on game days. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mike White had been elevated to that spot. And Robert Sala said, oh, you know, if if Zach gets hurt, we want to be able to, you know, we want Mike to be ready to go and we want Mike to have that opportunity. But it was out of nowhere. It was a very weird timing for it. I said to Kyle, I said, uh, I think I may have said it on Draft Dudes. I know I said it behind closed doors. I said, watch. I said, if if Zach doesn't play well in the Buffalo game, coming out of the bye, they're going to make the switch and they're going to go to Mike White. And they're going to say, you know what, you got to sit down and think about it. Just felt weird that they made that they made that decision to activate Mike. So Mike being the starter, you've seen, we, you saw the Cincinnati game. He has a bit of a cult following in New York. I think they're going to rally around him. I think the team's going to rally around him. Hopefully the coaching staff can rally around him. And listen, a six and four football team doesn't feel like the type of team that needs to get freed up from a coaching perspective. That needs to get freed up from a mental perspective. But maybe this does that. And maybe this is the the optimist in me trying to salvage what's left of this season over the final seven games. But if it frees up the coaching and the play calling, if it frees up the players on offense, if it frees up the offensive line, maybe everyone's just really tightly wound right now to try to support Zach and try to get Zach going in the right direction. Maybe this frees everybody else everybody else up, and then the, the conversation could be, okay, guys, here it's in you. you you've, you've got this play in you. You're freed up. Let's go. Let's finish this season strong. And so long-term, listen, I need to be completely honest and transparent with it, with everybody. It has been a thing the last couple of days since the Jets game on Sunday and the way that he played. Yeah, I was watching Jimmy G on Monday Night Football saying, man, how good would he look in this offense? Yeah, you know what? I was watching Thursday when the Bills played the Lions, and I said, wow, Jared Goff would be able to run this offense pretty well. Yeah, have I thought about what Derek Carr would look like in a Jets uniform if the Raiders cho- chose to move on and go in a different direction at the end of the season? Have I thought about a Geno Smith return to New York? I've thought about all of these things because I don't think any stone should be left unturned in this offseason when it comes to the New York Jets and their long-term solution at quarterback because Zach Wilson has not 
played well enough for him to be the sole answer. Not giving up on him. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think his value can't be any lower. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think Zach Wilson is going to be on the Jets roster in 2023. That doesn't mean he needs to be the starter in 2023. And so I think every option's on the table. And so, yeah, you can catch me, uh, you know, a side-eye glance at Jimmy Garoppolo. You can see a side-eye glance at Geno Smith. A side-eye look at Jared Goff or Derek Carr. You could see all of those things because no stone should be left unturned for the New York Jets when it comes to the quarterback. But two things. I think Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback of this season by the end of the, by, by the end of it for this team. I think he gets back in there one way or the other. I think Zach is back on the field after this reset for one or two weeks. I mean, especially I think if they lose. If they lose to the to, to the Bears on Sunday and they're six and five, they might go right back to him. Sat out for a week, you hit the reset button. Okay, let's go. I do not believe that Zach is going to be benched the rest of the way. Now, if Mike White comes in here and just starts to absolutely light it up and they start to play well, then yeah, Zach might have to sit on the sidelines. But I just don't see it. I'd love to be proven wrong. would make me very happy. But I think Zach ultimately ends this season as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, good, bad, or indifferent. I think they give him that opportunity. And then you have to see how this season ends up. Was it a waste? Did they waste an opportunity with a championship defense? Did they waste an opportunity with some great coaching, with some great leadership, some great performances, are they going to let it all go to waste? But when it comes to the long-term, Zach Wilson is not the currently the long-term answer for the New York Jets. He has to prove that. 20 games into his career, he's been benched. Joe Douglas, the GM that drafted him, Robert Coach, or Robert Sala, the head coach that's coaching him, both made the decision, this kid needs to sit down right now. Think about what that says about the New York Jets as an organization. That Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, who have supported this kid every step of the way, 20 games in now, have said, nope, we are not letting this season get away from us. We need to make a change. And so, of course, going into the offseason, all of those questions, they're going to be connected to every single quarterback. Good. They probably should be at this point. And I, I, I've i said it to friends. I, I've said it to, to coworkers. I don't believe the Jets necessarily missed on an opportunity by taking Zach Wilson number two overall in 2021. Could they have missed on Justin Fields, the guy they're playing on Sunday? Absolutely. Justin Fields has been playing very good this season, and he could ultimately be somebody that they missed out on. But I look at this and say... By drafting Zach Wilson, they didn't miss out on any opportunity that I think would have made them better. Did they miss out on the Russell Wilson opportunity? Not sure they would really have been interested. I'm happy they weren't in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So there are plenty of other quarterbacks that you could throw in there and say, oh, Chris, but they didn't do this. I think they were better off taking a quarterback there at number two and trying to get their own answer internally without having to make some trades and give up draft capital and not be able to put together the roster that they had they have right now. And so going into this offseason... If they decide after two seasons, however many starts that would be, it's time to move on and go in a different direction. I trust this GM, and I really trust this coach after the way that he's handled the situation, that they're going to be able to get it right and that they deserve another opportunity to take a quarterback. Hopefully not too uh, long-winded of a rant here. I just wanted to share my thoughts. I know it's a topic that people somewhat expect from me here on the TDN Daily Show because of my Jets fandom. Zach Wilson's obviously a big story, so hopefully uh, all my words there made sense and and you enjoyed a little bit of uh, getting a Jets fan's perspective. Hopefully a very um, nuanced and a very carefully articulated perspective. I don't want to be jumping to one end of the extreme or another. A lot of people have been asking me uh, this week my thoughts, and I've and I've kind of been very quiet about it. I said, you know what? I'm still kind of collecting myself. I'm still kind of trying to figure this out myself. And hopefully, the last 18 minutes of audio is my version of sharing that with you all. Hope everybody enjoys all the football this weekend. There's a lot on the calendar uh, with both the college and the pro slate. Uh, we're back on Monday, as always. You guys know the drill. We're back on Monday to talk about it all with you. The biggest storylines, the biggest takeaways from the weekend that was. So I hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope everybody stays safe. Enjoy the football. Uh, thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast and I'll talk to everybody on Monday.